Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock friends, to this edition of Before the Bid. And on this one, we go to the goat world again. And uh, I, I want to give you just a little bit of my background, and then I'm going to introduce uh, my guests for this podcast. I am in a county that has no stoplights. And so a lot of people think that's out in the middle of nowhere. But my guests on this podcast, uh, they are 10 miles from their nearest neighbor, They've got to go 30 minutes to get to town to get anything. And so these guys are out, uh, what some would call in the middle of nowhere, in Crawlsbad, New Mexico. And so uh, they have been raising goats for quite a few years. And one of them brought the goats in. The other one came from a cattle background. So we're going to talk about that and, and laugh about that just a bit on this one. And they have a sale coming up on June the 1st. And that one's going to be on Willoughby Sales. And so we're going to talk about the goats that they are going to have in this sale. Uh, got some weathers and some doe kids that they're going to sell and offer to you and so I want to welcome to the podcast Bill and Mandy Cox again from Carlsbad, New Mexico and uh, we've been visiting for a while and and talking about some things and guys this is a great uh, operation and and a great uh, opportunity to own some really nice goats and so uh, I've had a whole lot of fun talking to these guys and you know, we, we talk about New Mexico, and we talk about it being hot here uh, in the spring. And, uh, Bill, it sounds like you kind of got the nice spot today up in the mountains driving some cattle, right? Yeah, it was it was cloudy, and it's cool. The wind was blowing. It was like an air conditioner today, so it, it was very nice. And It was 95 here, and we were out working sheep and goats out in the heat. <laughs> so I was going to say, Bill, you left Mandy down in the heat while you were up in the in the nice cool mountains, right? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Our operation is we run into the down into the low country up up to around 5,800 foot elevation up into the the cedars and the pines, and so the summer times I I try to find myself up into the up in the mountains. <laughs> right. Right. Still snow. Is it is it high enough there's still snow up there in the middle of the summer or so? No, we're we're not that high. We're okay. we're high desert. Okay. Uh, on a hot day there might be ninety degrees where it's hundred and ten down here oh, wow. at our place. Okay. And now and I was right. Uh it's it's ten miles to your nearest neighbor, is that right? Yes. Oh my gosh, we talked our closest neighbor is 10 miles away, and then it's it's 32 miles to the nearest town. Oh, wow. So when you guys go, you got to plan well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go to the bank, go to the feed store, go to the grocery store. <laughs> so so spend one day and, and just go into town and take care of all of it, huh? Yeah. Exactly. One exhausting day. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, some people are like, oh, we live out in the boonies and, and, you know, they get to town in five minutes or whatever it is. And, uh, you guys, you guys are out in the middle of nowhere. That's cool. So Bill, ex- explain if you would, and, and we kind of laughed about this a, a little bit ago. Now you are a cattle guy, right? We've always raised cattle. Okay. And when I met Mandy, and we married my dowry she <laughs> she came along with a little a little handful of goats okay okay <laughs> and and so you just took those right in and said yeah i can go ahead and do this too yeah it wasn't it wasn't that easy oh. <laughs> you had to talk him into it a little bit huh yeah <laughs> okay well, i was a little prejudiced on them to begin with i'll, I'll admit okay so now you're kind of growing to them huh 
I enjoy them now. It's good that the ranch is diversified mm -hmm. and that we can run them. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy the goats. The goats are pretty smart animals, and mm -hmm. if you can pour water through a fence, you can't keep a goat in. <laughs> right? They're they're fun. Yeah. And learned a lot and they'll, they'll sure teach you patience <laughs> right right well mandy if you would go back and, and tell us uh, a little bit of your goat background and and uh, you guys had a neat story how you got started and and um then then kind of grew from there but but how did you start out in the goats to to bring those into to this operation well i started out um showing dairy in high school and I still love dairy goats. A really nice udder really gets me excited. But <laughs> the, it's not super feasible out here to run those type of goats. Mm -hmm. The They go through fences, and I even have trouble with some of these boar goats carrying their bags on bob wire or things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But I still had a couple of dairy goats when we got married left over, and my mom and dad had started trying to get started in the full blood industry when they first started coming into the country, you know, 30 some odd years ago. Mm -hmm. And we had gotten some semen and started with some half blood boars that my mom just AI'd. And then we end, they ended up buying a few full blood does over in Texas and a buck that had the, I guess the embryo I'm sure had been imported from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And they didn't stick with it very long. We lived in town and had land outside of town, so it was getting hard on my mom to go out and do everything mm -hmm. out there every day. And we also had like 20 head of milk goats that we were milking twice a day. Mm -hmm. So I would go out after work out there and milk 20 head of goats, which we would feed back to the kids because we never, ever let a kid suck mm -hmm. on those dairy goats. Okay. And it just got time consuming, and so they had cut way down, and what was left was the few dairy goats I had left and those two full blood. Okay. They were wanting to get out, and we had space here to run them, so they dumped them out here and left. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. We're out of here, right? Exactly. And I'm, I was going, what the heck are y'all doing? And Bill's going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You forgot something. Come back. <laughs> right. Okay. So how did you guys get over into the to the full boar goats then that came with the dairies? When the dairy goats showed up and the, the two full bloods, is just let's see what we can raise. Can we raise mm -hmm. something better? Mm -hmm. And so we started breeding on them. And the first year, my neighbor had a boar billy, and I liked him, so I asked to borrow him, and we we bred him back over on them milk goats. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was a little bit better than what we had, and we went and bought another billy goat, and it was a little bit better, and we were always keeping replacement. Mm -hmm. We got to where we were at, like, 15, 16. Okay. That's where we could register them at. Uh-huh. Okay. And and now at this time, you guys were just kind of raising commercial goats. You, you yeah. liked the goats, and, and uh, you were doing some things with them, but, but just pretty much commercial, right? Yes, it was just commercial, and they were kind of a, I need a little extra money. Let's go down and gather the goats and cut the kids off and go to sell barn. Uh-huh. But when you're raising livestock, your goal is to, to raise better. Right. You know, every year improve. Right. We're just quietly raising goats just because. Mm -hmm. And about 10 years go into it. And we have some hunters out here at the ranch and the goats are turned out. And the guys came in and they said, I want to buy some of your kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them and I'm asking, what in the world for? <laughs> you, you want a barbecue goat or what? And, they said, no, I want our kids to show them in 4-H and FFA. And I kind of laughed at them. I said, are you serious? And they said, you, you have really good stock. Mm -hmm. And that's what got us into the the show side of it. Mm -hmm. We we sold them some goats, and they did really good. And they started coming back. And we realized that 
hey, let's see what we can do with them. Right. But Bill, you've got a little bit of background in in judging and things like that. That that you kind of, I mean, you you guys just weren't throwing some goats together. You you knew what you no. were doing uh, to do that, right? We did. I I judged in high school, and our high school team went on the nationals, and we won nationals, and I got a scholarship to go to South Plains and judge for them, and done really well there. And and I mean, I, we always liked the the show side of it, but it it wasn't intentional to get into it. Right. And then and then we just took off and went to running, and we're we're still running with them. Right. So these guys come along and they say, "Hey, we want some of these show goats." And you're like, "Well, wait a minute, we're we're now raising show goats, and and so that that turns it up a notch as far as looking for some genetics and things like that." It does, and you know, back then we we didn't have a lot of money, and so we spent a lot of miles on the wheels turning on the pickups and to try to try to find bucks that would improve us that we could afford or. And then um, we get to talking to different people and, you know, because it's, it's an evolving industry. And if you quit evolving, you get, it, you get stagnant. And, mm-hmm. and if you're not learning, there's always something to learn. There's somebody that's willing to, to help you if you're willing to listen, get better at it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you guys went out and, and talked to a lot of those guys and, and um, they kind of helped you along, right? They they did. E- even today, I have friends that, that I get to bounce ideas off of. And, mm-hmm. you know, where we live, we don't get to see a lot of other people's what they're raising. Mm-hmm. And some of our, our friends do. They travel everywhere. And so I'm always quizzing them. Mm-hmm. Like, how do our goats compare to these goats over here? Or what do we need to do to get better? Mm-hmm. And listen to what they have to say, and and if you like it, go with it. If you don't like it, keep keep doing what you're doing. Right, right. But it is fun, and the the funnest thing is getting to see the kids, Mm -hmm. the different families. And we have families that's been with us forever. Right. Some of our best friends we have met through their kids coming to buy goats and their kids are long graduated and not showing anymore and they still like one of them came yesterday he was over here he's a government trapper and he had to come to Carlsbad for I don't know why they did it in Carlsbad to get his ID chip or whatever upgraded and he's like I'm gonna be close I'm coming out to look at your goats and sheep mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> and, gonna go 30 miles out of my way <laughs> exactly, right right well that's awesome and his kids have won everything that you can win in the state of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they've been buying out of our barn since his oldest girl now is 25. And mm-hmm. we've known her since she was nine. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. And so the relationships that you, that you build. Right. Is worth more than anything. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's fun. And it, you never know who's going to drive down that dirt road when it comes time to buy goat. Right. And it's exciting to get to watch other people look at what you have. Right. And to go along with that, how many years ago did those hunters come and, and say, we want to show these goats? And, and so how long have you guys been in this show goat business? Probably we got a little more serious about it when my older son was getting closer the showing age. I want to say he was probably five or six. Okay. My niece at the time was wanted to show, and so she started out with our stuff, mm-hmm. and and now her kids are showing our stuff. Okay. I would say it was at least fifteen years ago. Yeah. Okay. Ten to fifteen. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> right. He wanted to show, too, because Ashley was showing. So he would pick out a goat, and they have their little booster show, you know, before the real show, and they go in, and you can win a buckle, whatever. Mm-hmm. They go around a couple of times, and the judge talks to them, and they don't announce that to awards night who wins. But mm-hmm. Sybe would cry and cry because 
Ashley got to spend more time out there than he did. Mm -hmm. I only got to go around twice, and Ashley got to go around and around and around. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We were probably about eight years into breeding them goats. Okay. Before they... Before they totally turned your program around again. Yeah, before we really started getting serious into raising the the club type animal, right. the the weather weather. Yeah, animal. we right. slowly started moving over from like full blood genetics mm-hmm. to more weather genetics. And, mm-hmm. and dairy goats. There's still some nannies down there that we can trace back to 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's neat. And some of them nannies are the ones that produce the best kids mm-hmm. but so when, when we get a little down and don't think we're where we need to be we go back and look at pictures from 20 years ago and just laugh and wonder why in the world we ever got into this because they, they were not very good uh-huh. and so it, it's good to to go back and look to see where you were to where you are now right And back then, it wasn't as competitive as it is now. Right. You know, when we first started breeding them, they hadn't even really had a goat class at our county fair for that long. Uh Uh-huh. So it... (laughs) It Evolved a lot now. Oh, it has. It's it's huge. Right, yeah. When I was younger, we showed lambs. Uh And so one of our deals, since we've been breeding them, I wanted to... I wanted that structure right in them. I wanted that top line right in them. I wanted that hip right in them. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of years from where we started to get to there mm-hmm. with them. I'm a big guy on structure. Mm-hmm. And and like here at the ranch where we are, it's it's rough. And then I got to have them feet and legs right on them nannies to where they can they can get around and they can be mobile and, and, and hustle for a living. And, if that structure is not right, then them nannies don't last very long. Right. <laughs> Life's tough out in the West. Right, and I'm looking at a, I'm on your Facebook page, and I'm looking at a picture you got on Cox Show Goat's Facebook page, and it's, it's got a picture of the kids, but it is out over the land. And, man, these goats have got to go some miles to really be able to find something that they can live off of. They do. The, the nanny herd now, with the predators being as bad, we, we pin them at night. Mm-hmm. but they'll go two to three to four mile circle every day making a making a living wow so structure is a you gotta have it gotta have it your feet and legs gotta be right mm-hmm. but they they work for a living they're not they're not pampered they don't very rarely do they get to see what green looks like mm-hmm. right right being out there in that desert i can imagine who did you guys go to genetics for when you guys first decided hey we're gonna get in this show goat thing and and we're gonna do some of this where did you guys go to to get genetics and and grow this thing we were actually very lucky because a neighbor of ours and i call i say a neighbor he was two ranches over ralph schaefer and hugh and ann schaefer schaefer farms that's his brother yeah his mm-hmm. brother mm-hmm and I worked for Ralph, day working for him on the, helping him brand his cattle. And then I, I, I done some other work for him. Mm-hmm. I called Ralph and said, hey, we need, can you help us get better? Mm-hmm. And so he, he leased us some bucks and we bought, we partnered on some bucks. And one of the neat things is in the weather goat world, you heard of that 191 buck. Mm-hmm. And he has really propelled the industry tremendously. I had that buck when he That's was a kid. Uh-huh. Ralph sent him down and said, hey, try this one out this year. Oh, wow. And he jump-started us, and I called him back and said, hey, I want that buck again. He said, no. He said, you, you'll never get him. <laughs> right. And he, he sold us a handful of does at a really reasonable price, too. Mm-hmm. Hell, my, my whole life I've known Ralph, and mm-hmm. I've worked for his family mm-hmm. off and on through the years. And But Ralph's the one that really kind of got us pointed in the right direction with them. Okay. And then you guys have, have found genetics elsewhere as well and, and brought those in some. 
yes, we got to looking up, you know, always on Facebook and looking at, at different farms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We found a, a lady up in Kansas and really liked what she had posted. And so we called her up and started doing business with her for couple of years a couple of years and mm-hmm. and just friends that we've met and the different breeders and mm-hmm. uh, and just started just upgrading the bucks as as we could afford it we would go and get better genetics mm-hmm. where to where we are now the like i was telling you earlier in 20 years this is the first year that we kept a buck kid because he met all of our criteria and we are so critical on what what has to meet right and so we're very excited about him and what how he'll tie back into the nanny herd Mm -hmm. and you've used that to to pick your genetics that you come in you know only only the the best that you guys can find and afford is is what you've been using to to grow this thing and get better exactly and as the years go by you get to go look and in different people's pens and and whatnot but mm-hmm. the i had one man tell me years ago that you can't just go out and buy any old buck just because he's he looked good he, the genetics have to be tied oh. into your herd mm-hmm. and i took that to heart right and so when we're when we're looking at bucks we're looking at how does he tie back into the herd and most of the billies that we have it's an outcropping of the genetics that we have mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer that that the genetics are we'll just use blue team because that's just off the top of my head and and they're really raised fantastic animals but if you don't have blue team genetics just because that buck is just everything you could dream of he may not fit your nannies mm-hmm and that's just the gamble that we don't want to take that we go out and we spend a ton of money and then put him on them nannies and and they don't cross well right right just because they're they're so far out on that genetic line right 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 you know sometimes it works and you pat yourself on the back and sometimes it don't right yeah so a little bit of risk that we do take in the livestock world right exactly and you know, I have it in my head where we want these goats to be, mm-hmm. and and so we're still chasing that dream. But I, if you ever quit evolving, you get stagnant and you get left behind. Right. And so we try to evolve every year mm-hmm. and and get better. And we're to the point that we got a phone call a couple years ago or two years ago, I guess now about doing online sales and i laughed at that guy because I, <laughs> I said how in the world did you find out about us because we're in the middle of nowhere if you don't know about us if you if you drive up to the ranch 90 percent of the time you're lost right he, he told us he said I, i've been seeing pictures of your goats and people are starting to talk about you uh-huh. and uh, I'm kind of like a hermit. I don't go anywhere, so it kind of blew my mind. Right. And our our first reaction was, "No, we're not ready." And he said, "Yes, you are ready." Uh huh. And so we agreed to put a set of goats on, and we we sold eight goats that first round. Mm-hmm. And four of them goats went into different states and won their shows. Awesome. Or reserved, but yeah, uh-huh. but it they was, had banners. Uh-huh. We won banners with them. Wow, and that was pretty humbling uh-huh. for us. I mean, we were the kids were calling us, and tears were running down your eyes because you didn't think you were ready, and somebody, right. you know, they thought you were right. Right, somebody saw that uh, saw that in you guys, and saw that in your program, and and away you went, and and the success came right. It it did, yeah, and and it's fun. I mean, it's them late nights in the barn kidding and whatnot. You swear <laughs> at the end of kidding season, you'll never do it again. We're cutting this herd down, right? 
and then summer comes and the kids are calling and telling you what all they done and you forget about it and you're happy for them right right so you figure out how you can get some more <laughs> how to get better right right now you guys have even sent some and i thought this was really cool you guys have even sent some way up north right we shipped two goats to alaska this year wow that blew our mind the, the young lady called us told us what she wanted to do and at first i'm telling her i don't know i don't know if that's feasible <laughs> right and so told her ship it send us some pictures of what's going on up there in alaska and she sent us some pictures and i told her i said oh yeah i think we can work with you because she wanted that she wants to go after the state fair uh-huh and so we sent her two a match pair and uh-huh. i told her if, if we're gonna go after one hole let's try to go after both of them uh-huh. i'm gonna send you a match pair and so and then ignorant me i thought i could just drive to el paso and kick them goats out and put them on a plane and fly them uh-huh you know and i done agreed to yeah we'll do this but we ended up having to go to phoenix because that's where you <laughs> ship animals out. oh wow and we put them goats on an airplane at eight o'clock in the morning and at six o'clock that evening they were standing in their pens in palmer alaska oh wow that is probably the furthest we've shipped goats uh-huh oh wow and maybe the least travel time yeah right. the least travel time <laughs> right right those are high class goats right yeah I bet they were scratching their heads when they got off and seen snow on the ground up there. <laughs> right, that'd be a little bit of a little bit of weather shock, you think? Oh yeah. <laughs> now they do they have a first class and a coach for animals. I, I don't know, but I do know that the crate that we had to put them in and whatnot is it was more entailed than just showing up and meeting a shipper somewhere and kicking them into their trailers uh-huh. so next time i might i might ask a little bit more questions before i i put goats on an airplane <laughs> right right i can understand that we're, we're so excited that we got to put goats in alaska right now have have those goats been out at all have they shown at all no, they're in August. I think they're their state fairs in August. Okay. I don't know what they do up there. If they can jackpot them or if they've got cat I mean mm-hmm. I it, it's all new to us. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to keep in touch with the young lady and mm-hmm. seeing how they're doing and trying to help her get them fed right and mm-hmm and whatnot because finding good show feet up there is a problem too i can understand there's that. not a lot of selection right it's a learning experience dealing with the feed that they get mm-hmm. versus the feed that we have in the lower 48 right well that's great you guys are doing that and 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 you guys have done some favors for some other young people that might not really have enough money to to get started and get going we do every year we try to find a family that wants to show but can't afford them or their parents have had a hard time because mm-hmm. we are all about the kids mm-hmm. and so we usually will give them kids some goats to get out and to show and we don't give them our tail end goats we give them goats that they can go a lot of times they're does but they are very competitive does mm-hmm. and the, to get them started. And that's, that's just the way that we can give back as we do better. We want to help the kids and it's a, I have more fun finding them families and some of them are like us. Like, you know, when you call this one of us to the podcast, we're going questioning it and the families are going, why would you do that for us? Uh huh. And I tell them it's because we can right we want to right. we want we want to see your kids succeed mm-hmm. and we've been doing this for quite a number of years and so if we can't find a family there's somebody that 
that's heard about what we've done and they'll call us and say, Hey, this, this family over here is struggling or whatnot. Can y'all help them? Uh-huh. And it's like, you bet we can. Right. Oh, that's so great. First started trying to really getting into the, the show weathers. We gave goats away just to get them out into the county. Uh-huh. And it's just the, just something that we can do to give back. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great fun watching them families succeed. Right. That, that we get to help. Right. I hope that we never get too big or too outgrown in our pants to remember why we do this. Mm-hmm. It, it is for the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's awesome. You guys have some young people of your own there at home that, that are showing. And why don't you introduce them for just a second here, and, and uh, then we'll get into talking about these goats that are in the sale. Okay. Well, my oldest son is, he'll be 20 in July and he started when he was nine. Mm-hmm. He showed goats for a lot of years and his, probably his last three years, he decided he didn't like goats anymore <laughs> and he moved over to sheep uh-huh. and of all the sheep that he loves, he loves those darn hard headed fine wolves. Uh-huh. That's what he liked to do. And he, he did really well with it, but uh-huh. he put his money back every year he would only use it to buy his next year's animals or whatever. And mm-hmm. he has a nice little nest egg for, he won't, he's not a, going to college. He's interested in becoming a diesel mechanic. Uh-huh. So that's what he's doing. He's working for a diesel mechanic shop, but uh-huh. he still helps. We always said that was your college fund, but I guess that's his get going in life fund. Right. Have a down payment for a house or whatever when he decides to do that. Right probably one of the both best goat showers you've ever seen oh yeah <laughs> he doesn't like it <laughs> and That's... we would fight here at the house i would tell him no you know how to do it you would just be fighting uh-huh. and because he would just lollygag around and halfway do it but then when he'd get to a show he'd just turn it on and you'd be like "Ooh, right <laughs> right but <laughs> He did admit to me the other day that he does miss it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, sometimes it just takes that, doesn't it? And it then... takes not doing it for a while to realize <laughs> right. that was a pretty good gig you had. Right. Okay. And you guys have two others, right? Yeah. My my daughter is uh, fifteen. Uh huh. And she started very early. My kids, the younger two, since the older ones were showing, they just got drug along to jackpots and had their own animals so Mm -hmm. but she is one that's like if there's nobody to compete with she's going to compete with herself Uh so she spends hours trying to get things perfect and she's super hard on herself when she doesn't she's won the new mexico state fair showmanship two years in a row oh wow and she shows goats and lambs and has people calling wanting her to show their animals oh wow i i give you one story i called a lady in kansas on an animal and she said i know who you are and i know who your daughter is uh-huh no you don't i've i've never <laughs> been to that part of kansas and she told me she, the lady said your your daughter's mckenna cox and i've seen her show and I would love to put anything that you'll let us into her hands. Uh-huh. And so that was very humbling. And he talked about a, pr- a proud parent moment. Right, right. Mr. Feller in Indiana, she had been showing his lambs for a couple of years. And just they kept in touch. And she sent him pictures. And last year he called and he said, I want you to be first in my barn. So he paid for her plane ticket for her and her dad to come up there and go through all of his sheets. Oh, wow. And that's out here in Indiana? Yes. Uh-huh. It was it was quite an experience because they went from here in the desert to up there, and it was like 20 degrees below zero in snowing. We like to froze to death. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can understand that. But, uh, but McKenna, she's into it whole hog. And when she decided that she wanted to go after them showmanship buckles, I always told them, I'll be in the barn as long as y'all will be in the barn. Mm-hmm. And 
at 10 o'clock at night. She's she out there working her animals, and I'm telling her, honey, let's put them up. She said, Daddy, you always told me I was, if I was here, you would be here. And I said, you're right, hon. <laughs> so, but it's that kind of work and dedication that takes to get into them, to win, you know, into them winter circles. Right. Sounds like she's got the drive. My youngest is just 11, so he's just been doing it for a couple of years, right. like, legally. He's been doing jackpot since he was, like, four. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he thought he was big and doing everything his brother and sister did, mm-hmm. even when he was little. But he's he's more laid back than the other two, and he, he wants to do well, and he puts the work in, but he's not as... Competitive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like if somebody beats him, he's just as happy for them as <laughs> if it was him. Right, right. Well, there's a good and the frustrating in that. There is, and it's not the hardest part is telling the kids that it's okay to get beat. Right. Because I don't care who you are at any given show, you can lose. Right. And it's a good lesson for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's like anything else that. You have your good days and your bad days. Right. Exactly right. But it also helps when you're trying to sell these, you know, you're raising goats is to have kids that are fierce out in that show ring and get them stuck. Yes. Get get people paying attention to, to what you guys have. They get to asking Kenna, you know, hey, where did you get that goat? She said, well, I raised it. And right. so that, that, that helps us get our name out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And people starting to pay attention a little bit. To, to, right. Well, Mandy, I think you kind of got this uh, put on to you, but, but we've got uh, a sale coming up on Willoughby Sales on June 1st. And you guys are going to offer some goats to go wherever it might be that that people want to get them from. And, and you guys have a couple does and a couple weathers that uh, you're going to offer. And so, so if you would, let's talk about them, and, and maybe you can talk about those uh, bucks that they're out of just a bit as we get to those, and and uh, let's go down through those. Sound all right? Okay. Okay. Well, first, we've got a well, – let's go through the does first, I guess. We'll, we'll go ladies first here. And, uh, okay. We've got a we got a triplet, the lot 40 – or the tag 42 doe, the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, man, I like her, and she, that doe raised those triplets pretty well, and I usually like to pull one off of it, but it was kind of later in the kidding season, and I was over it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I just let her raise them, and this was kind of the smaller one, so her siblings have already been sold, and now she has finally started picking up, and she is looking super nice, and I had, I'd even thought about keeping her, but We've already pretty well kept our limit this year. So uh-huh. these and these later goats that were born, they they're just kind of in the wrong time frame for our breeding season. Mm-hmm. So somebody's gonna get a really nice one, and she's gonna work in a market class. She'll work in a weather dam class, or you can take her home and put her in your breeding program. And what's her genetics? So she's out of a buck we call meat cleaver. Mm-hmm. And we bought him from Kelly Crystal in Kansas. And his dad is a buck that they raised called Meat Hook, who's out of Stinger, a mini-me, no-step dude. And um, his mother, our buck's mother, is a Pfeiffer Swagger doe. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he, he always has produced some really nice doe kids, a lot of power. And we have kept a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the mother is also, the mother of that 42 goat is an easy money doe. Okay. They can raise triplets now, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Put sometimes her you look at them and think, why do they have so many tits? And then you're like, well, sometimes it's handy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if three of them can get in there. <laughs> right. Right. The tag 56, we've got a out of a buck called Top Dog. Yeah. And he is out of... Um, He's a son to Helm's Top Drive. Okay. The mom to that doe is out of a buck we bought called Big D. He's out of some 900 stuff, Goofy, Raff. We got him, and he was an older buck when we got him, but mm-hmm. he produced, we 
pretty much kept every doe we got out of him. Mm-hmm. And they have produced a lot of nice kids. And now you're and you're going to offer this doe, and and this is just this her mother's. This is her second uh, crop, right? Yes, this is her second time to kid. And last year, some of those first timers, I thought I'd just get rid of them, but we had a horrible bout of sore mouth go through, and mm-hmm. for some reason, it showed up on all of those first-time mama's udders mm-hmm. and they kicked those kids off and, and if you would have seen them you would have understood why they kicked them off uh-huh. but, yeah so but this year thing they they did a much better job mm-hmm. okay uh the tag 47 that's a top drive right yeah she's out of our top dog buck who's out of top drive uh-huh okay the mother is a direct daughter of top drive and we brought her in from Kansas. The Crystals were partners on that top drive buck for a long time. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of his daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got, we've basically got a double bred top drive, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and it works pretty good. She's super long and level, and she's going to be really pretty. Like, I would really love for somebody to take her to a weather dam class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Uh, I got a couple weathers here. You talked about that 56 and, and how good she was. We got a twin to her here in uh, Tag 55. Yeah, and he's got a lot. They're very similar. They're going to be long, level, correct, big topped. Um, a little green right now, but they're, they've been with their head in the creep feeder for several weeks now just getting after it. So. Uh-huh. Some of those that, you know, they get older and they just, a lot of the time, it just takes a little bit. Right, right. And so this one's ready to come on and, and coming on and, and doing well. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they've been completely weaned for a while and they're they're eating me out of house and home right now. <laughs> Growing and going and, and ready to go, uh, ready to, to go be successful for somebody, right? Yes. Okay. We got a tag 38. Uh, again, we go back to that meat cleaver. Yes, and he, um, the the dam was a top drive daughter. Mm-hmm. We also bought her from the crystals, and this is her second time to kid here with us. Mm-hmm. And last year, my son showed her butt kid, and he was a later maturing goat, but he was really nice once he got there. It mm-hmm. was one of those you can just cruise with and you can save him for a later show because he's not going to mature out on you. Mm-hmm. I like those ones you can bring home and just feed them and watch them grow and, and go after Yeah, not have to worry about right. cutting and dieting. and. <laughs> right, right. I enjoy those kind personally. We got uh, Tag 45. We got a top dog here. Yes, and he is out of a dote of meat cleaver his dam and then a doe that we mm-hmm. we've had for years she's been a really big producer here my kids have showed her kids we've kept probably every doe that came out of that and this one and this was her first uh-huh. year to kids so yeah a little green she wasn't quite sure what she was doing at first but <laughs> sometimes on those mm-hmm. first timers i'm just happy if they live and they turn out a little bit <laughs> later maturing but um he's eating good now and so he's really picking up okay so again another one of those goats you can just bring home and and yes and he's going to be kind of a moderate frame goat it's not going to get huge i would love to see like a first time kid get him and he's not going to get too big for him or you know overpower him i think he would just be an easy Mm -hmm. one for a first timer to take out and people always have told me to buy animals that fit your kids mm-hmm. and I guess with my youngest we finally decided that's true uh-huh. I know that Kenna when she was nine we had her on some 170 pound lambs that <laughs> yeah she got them shown but if they would have really been after it they could just slide her across the yard as uh-huh. she was bracing them <laughs> right so, yeah I think we finally decided that that's the way to go is to maybe pick something that's the right size for your kid. Uh-huh. Uh, good, good philosophy. Good thought there. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people could, uh, <laughs> they'll hear that and they'll go, 
huh, you know, maybe we ought to think about that a little more. These ghosts that we're putting into the cell, they're they're greener, mm -hmm. but we they don't have that milk fat on them. Mm -hmm. We like to wean them. We like to get them to eating and know that they know how to eat. So when the kids take them home, the, the goats will put their heads in the feed bucket and they'll go to eating. Mm -hmm. My goal is for these goats to be better. 60 days after they leave here. Yes, mm -hmm. than what, what they are the day you get them. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to buy them and think, well, that was the best that kid looked was the day that we got him home. Right. We want them to be... When they're at the end of their show season, if that goat is way better than the, than the day that they brought them home. Mm -hmm. So they do know how to eat. They have all their shots and vaccinations in them. Mm -hmm. If they were going to die, they would die here at the house <laughs> than, than in your pens. Right. And, and when you look at this set of goats, they are a little greener than, than what we like. Mm -hmm. But the weather with coming spring and these hot days and cold nights is it's kind of played a little bit of tricks on them mm -hmm. but these goats will come on they they're they're big and square over their racks their rib shapes are there their structure is right they're straight down their top lines they're beautiful profiling goats mm -hmm. now they need just time and feed uh-huh and they will be better than than when you got them uh -huh. and that that's one reason why we wean them so they'll they'll know how to eat and they're not just on the creep feed and then on their mamas or right they're taken away and they know how to eat mm -hmm. when when they leave here mm -hmm. when they land in alaska they're just gonna start eating as soon as they get there right <laughs> they they <laughs> did because <laughs> i've i've been staying in touch with with that young lady and i asked her i think the second day they were there i said are, are they eating and she said yes they are eating awesome they're having a little bit of trouble with the huge mosquitoes yeah. they have there <laughs> they they had to they had to blanket them straight away because the mosquitoes were out oh wow but no these these goats will will go home and eat mm -hmm. and they will thicken up they will get you will get noticed mm -hmm. with them and we we know our genetics and we encourage anybody that has any questions to call us mm -hmm. or if they need us they have trouble down the road mm -hmm. our, our phones are always open mm -hmm. and we love to hear feedback on them because that helps us and then that helps the kids and if we don't know it, we know somebody that does. Right. I think that's great. We just clipped them up yesterday and, and got them pictured. And we're working on the pictures. Mm -hmm. And we'll put them up, probably get the pictures done. And hopefully by next week, they'll be up and people can start seeing them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they can see them on the, on the podcast video that we're going to put together if they're not watching that. Uh, if they're listening, they can go ahead and, and go to that. They can yes. they can go to Willoughby Sales. And I'll have them posted on my Facebook page, too. Yes, and on the Facebook page. And mm -hmm. there are tons of goats on that Facebook page of when they were, when we first started and what they look like in the end. Mm -hmm. Right. We really like this set of goats that we're putting on, and we think that they can they can go out and they can get noticed and they can play hard. Mm -hmm. If we didn't like them, we wouldn't put them on. We ain't trying to pawn off animals and hope that somebody bites. What we put on for sale is what we would show ourselves. Uh -huh. And we don't high grade our own goats mm -hmm. because we want other kids to have the same success that our family has had through the years. Right. And I get I I get just as excited as another family is one as if as if we have right. So right. I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah, and people can go to Cox Show Goats, and they can look at. Oh my gosh, you guys have a whole lot of goats on here, and and a whole lot of things on here that they can go see and and learn about you guys, learn about the operation, see some of those successes. 
Uh, and like you say, once once this uh, comes out, you'll have some pictures on there as well of, of the goats here that are in the sale here for uh, the June 1st on Willoughby Sales. So I want to wish you guys luck with that. I want to thank you guys for joining me here. And, and I meet so many uh, cool people through this thing. And Brandy and I do uh, just just talking to, to people and, and uh, getting to know them. And, and you guys have a very unique story and, and a unique geography and and i've just uh, really enjoyed talking to you guys and, and getting yeah. this thing put together and, and learning about you guys and and learning about the goats and the genetics that you guys have so oh we we thank you for allowing us to be on here it's it's truly a blessing and and hopefully we get to reach out to to more families and get to meet meet new friends right right and that, that that's one of the goals behind this uh podcast is the is that uh people can do that and and get out there so we appreciate you guys participating and and appreciate your time and and getting this thing put together thank you all right well guys again on willoughby sales on june 1st go down look for the cox show goat sale and that will be posted here uh, if it's not when you're listening uh yet it will be posted very shortly so get a hold of uh bill get a hold of mandy and get those uh information that you need and again from carlsbad i said that right right carlsbad yes. new mexico. carlsbad new mexico carlsbad new mexico you got to drive outside of town to get there but uh uh, it'll be worth the trip, right? Yeah, exactly. You won't be disappointed. All right. Well, guys. Scenic drive anyway. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank you, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.